Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Tuesday, May 16th at 1 p.m. in New York. So let's get after it. Having spent the last few weeks on the road engaging with clients from around the world, I figure it would be useful to share some thoughts from our meetings and to touch on the most often asked questions, concerns, and pushback to our views. First, conviction levels are low given broadly elevated valuations and a challenging macro backdrop. While many individual longs and shorts have worked well in the context of a buoyant S&P 500, the most favored trades have largely played out, and clients are having trouble finding the next opportunity. Small cap and low quality stocks have underperformed, and we continue to see crowding into mega cap tech and consumer staple stocks as safe havens in a deteriorating growth environment. Second, there isn't much interest in the S&P 500 as either a long or a short anymore. Most clients we speak with have given up on the idea of a big breakdown at the index level. Conversely, there are few who think the S&P 500 can trade much above 4,200, which has proven to be a key resistance since the October lows. What has changed is that the floor has been raised, with the large majority of investors thinking 3,800 is now unlikely to be broken to the downside. In short, the consensus believes the bear market ended in October, at least for the high-quality S&P 500 and NASDAQ. Third, there is little appetite to dive back into the areas of the market that have significantly underperformed, like regional banks, small caps, and energy. Other deep cyclicals are also out of favor, due to either extended valuation and high earnings expectations in the case of industrials, and recession risk in the case of materials. Instead, most clients we spoke with remain comfortably long, large-cap tech stocks, especially given the group's recent outperformance. While consumer staples and other defenses have outperformed strongly since March, there is less confidence this outperformance can continue. Our take remains the same. The market is speaking loudly under the surface with its classic late-cycle leadership and extreme narrowness. It is bracing for further macro and earnings disappointments. However, it is not yet pricing these outcomes at the index level. Such is the typical pattern exhibited by equity markets until clear evidence of an economic recession arrives or the risks of one are fully extinguished. With our economists forecasting close to 0% growth this year for real GDP and just modest growth next year, valuations at full levels, and several other risks in front of us, we suspect 4200 will hold to the upside as most clients suggest. However, we continue to hold a more bearish tactical view than most clients in terms of the downside risk given our earnings forecast. The majority of our fundamental debate with clients has been over earnings. More specifically, there is broad pushback to our view that margins have not yet bottomed. In addition, many clients do not think revenue growth can fall towards zero or go negative given the still elevated inflation across the economy. Our take is that while many companies have taken decisive cost action, including layoffs, they have not yet cut costs nearly enough for a zero to negative revenue growth backdrop. With the odds of such an outcome increasing, in our view, we find it notable that many investors are more sanguine today on the earnings backdrop than they were five months ago. Meanwhile, many clients are worried about the debt ceiling. Most believe it will get resolved, but not without some near-term volatility. However, the discussion has evolved, with many clients framing this event as a lose-lose for markets. Assuming the debt ceiling is not resolved before the Treasury runs out of money, market volatility is likely to pick up meaningfully. Conversely, if the debt ceiling is lifted before the Treasury runs out of money, it will likely come with some concessions on the spending front, which could be a headwind for growth. Secondarily, such an outcome will lead to significant pent-up issuance from the Treasury to pay its bills and rebuild its reserves. This issuance from Treasury could approach $1 trillion in the six months immediately after the ceiling is lifted, and potentially present a materially tightening to liquidity that could tip the S&P 500 back to the downside. To summarize, clients are less bearish on earnings than we are, although most are still fundamentally cautious on growth in the economic backdrop. 
Given the resilience in the large cap indices and leadership from printedly favored companies this year, many investors are now convicted that the equity market can look through a mild economic or earnings recession at this point. We think this is a very challenging tactical setup should growth or liquidity deteriorate as we expect over the next few weeks and months. We maintain our well below consensus earnings estimates for this year and believe narrow breadth and defensive leadership support our view that this bear market is yet to be completed, especially at the index level. Defensively oriented companies with a focus on operational efficiency should continue to outperform, especially if they exhibit true pricing power. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people to find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 